Welcome back. You're listening into Player Radio, the only station giving you the tips you can use to play on, player. This week, we have a letter in from top basketball coach General Nevin about his latest lady love. And it reads, Dear player, my lady is beautiful and she knows the game. But she got four kids. Oh, I'm stop you right there, General. Don't do it. She got four kids. Time for you to play on, player. Play on. I think this this was a radio station he would for sure call into. I thought. <laughs> I'm a player. I would call in. <laughs> play on, player. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Ooh. Well, what we watched this week, Sid. This week, we tuned into Playing for Love, available on Hulu. It's written by, produced, and directed by Robert Townsend, and starring Mr. Townsend, as well as Sally Richardson-Whitfield and Jennifer Lewis. All right. Let's start the show. Hey, I'm Lex. Hey, y'all. I'm Sid. And this is The New Chitlin Circuit. We review indie, low-budget, and directed TV black films. Welcome back. Uh, we're going to kick it off with the 60 second challenge. This week's challenge is sponsored by our very, very loyal sponsor, you, the listener. We appreciate your support every single week. And while we have you here, go ahead and like and subscribe, leave a comment if you want, and share this episode with friends and family. So, Alexis, are you ready to explain? Playing for love in 60 seconds or less. Yes, I am. Okay. I'm going to start the clock now. All right. So down in Miami, there is a basketball coach uh, for a high school, which is a very good team. They have won six championships since he's been there. And he's the big dog in this school, right? And he has poached a star player from another school, which I don't think is in... I don't think you can do that in high school. But... (laughs) The star player starts playing, but his mama is a very, my son is my king, just strong-headed single mom who knows a lot about basketball, comes Mm -hmm. in with her own playbook and and wants to run the show. The coach ain't having it at first, but then he realized she kind of (laughs) cute. So the coach and the star player's mama start Mm -hmm. dating, and they have to prove to everybody that their love is true and that it's worth it. Mm. And then I guess they playing for love. Okay. Well, that was great. Eight seconds left. So you could have left us with more and ended it right there. So we right on time. Hey, (laughs) nice. That is it. That's the movie. You know, I actually really enjoy (laughs) explaining pretty simple movies, like the way the plot's straightforward, you know? Yeah. This was like very much just like followed, I guess, the rom-com prototype or just rom-com, just like uh, structure, you know? Premise, what are we like fighting for? And this love is always a catch. You see the love happen. You fall out of love. Grand gesture. You fall back in love. It had all that stuff. Yeah. So what did you think of it? What did you think of playing for love? You know, um, I'm not going to lie. I kind of think this movie fell kind of flat for like a rom-com. It wasn't 
super like enticing for me. Like I watched it while I was um, like I tried to watch while I was eating dinner. Then I had finished my dinner and it was still on. So I started putting up uh, my prints and like framing my art to put on my walls. So I watched it while I did that. And I still understood completely what happened. I don't think I missed anything, but nothing drew me back from like put my command strips on the back of my frames to come back, sit down and watch this movie. Um, it had some things that I did like, like Jennifer Lewis, the gift who keeps on giving. I mean, that woman can steal a scene. So talented, but you know, love Robert Townsend, huge fan of up, up and away the Disney, uh, decom. And yeah, I like to see him make stuff. So it was nice for that, but you know, it wasn't my favorite. What did you think? I think this is going to be a good episode, which I, I think all of them are good. But I think this is going to get interesting. (laughs) You kind of gave it a rating. Our friends at the Pilot Podcast would say, would watch while folding laundry. That's like the rating you gave this movie. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I I can't say that my opinion is too different. Um, The movie was okay. Um, I I like a simple rom-com. I like a simple story about two people finding love in each other. Mm -hmm. Because who doesn't love seeing that? Right. Um, and I need to get this off my chest up top just to be respectful. Um, okay. Robert Townsend is really cute. <laughs> he is cute. And he was cute in the five heartbeats. And I think he, he has grown into a very nice salt and pepper man. He he is cute. Mm-hmm. The mustache is doing it for me. Um, <laughs> and I do need to say that up top because I don't want mm-hmm. it to derail us later on. <laughs> okay. Okay. I when I sat down and saw the credits saw the credits rolling by I was like oh my god Jennifer Lewis is in this why didn't Sydney mention that sooner <laughs> we would have covered the movie sooner I didn't even know if she was in it. I didn't know she was in it until she popped up on screen I said oh is that Jennifer uh, Lewis this is love the, yeah yeah I do remember this is one of the movies that that you knew about I I had no I had never heard of this movie and mm-hmm. you put it on our list and you've been wanting to do it for a while so. I was really happy to get around to it, but I do have to say that the the movie didn't, I, I wasn't quite engaged with the movie for a, a variety of reasons. Um, but at the end of the day, it is a lighthearted and um, easy watching rom-com movie. So for me, you can't do too much wrong with that. Yeah. So... I'm, all right, you got me. I'm riding the fence. I didn't like it. You didn't really like it. Yeah, I mean, because I, right. I, I really tried to, like, I don't, my, my notes are not trashing this movie at all, but, like, I really tried to pick out some things that I liked about this movie and that I like about, like, rom-coms. I even, like, started a list of, like, what are my quintessential basketball movies? And I, this didn't even hit any of those, like, pillars. I was just, like, maybe it's you know robert townsend he has a lot of access he knows people he's been successful in his career so it's just like hey let's make a movie real quick and he like i'm sure is friends of jennifer and sally so you guys want to make a movie and we have some young actors let's do it why not i don't know if this was like his play for uh like a feature motion picture uh like what's the word i'm looking for i haven't been to the movies in so long damn uh <laughs> like a feature length picture yes there we go or like a box office or a box office smash is what i was looking for yeah um, you know and kind of showed <laughs> so. 
Yeah. Well, let's get right on into it. Now that, you know, you guys, the listener, uh, know what happened in the movie and generally what we think about it, let, let's start talking about some of the specific scenes here. Mm-hmm. We always start with the first scene, um, which is I'm going to, like, with grace for you and our listeners, skip this, the opening credits where he's, yeah. like, giving an interview or something. It's just exposition. Mm-hmm. Let's skip that and go to the scene. First scene, he's in his office, and this is when we're introduced to what's the basketball player's name? <laughs> his mama. Uh, Justice. His mama's name is Justice. Talisa. Justice and Talisa. We're introduced mm-hmm. to Talisa. She comes into the coach's office with Justice, saying, like, hey, look at here. <laughs> this is your little funky team. <laughs> You're in charge of keeping these jerseys clean, but your plays is whack. And I'm going I'm to show you some better basketball plays. And she's, I like this. I really, I was kind of into the, the the scene at the first point because she's standing mm-hmm. in front of the transparent like marker board and she's yeah, drawing yeah. a play. And it was kind of badass to see like a, a Look, mama just You need just to have these two say, men down here on the bottom, swirl it up on the top. And then we got an open man. You know, I don't know. The most things I know about basketball deal with LeBron James and the other men that I um, enjoy in the sport. But I got what she was saying. You need the open man to make the shot. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I, just to comment on basketball, because I like basketball. I used to play in school, mm-hmm. middle school. and <laughs> <laughs> I mean, no offense, Alexis. I don't want to like steal your, your thunder, but does it count that you played in middle school? Do you have a jersey in your house? A basketball jersey <laughs> with your I, number on it? <laughs> I do not. I never played basketball. <laughs> That's something me and LeBron have in common. Wow. <laughs> okay. That's connection. That's, <laughs> you're right. You're right. My bad. I'm going to fall back. Sorry. <laughs> no, it didn't count. Um, Because <laughs> it wasn't even the school team. It was just a sign-up team. But- oh, girl. I thought you played for the middle school team. No. Oh, uh, you just, was it the church but, team? <laughs> no. Oh. We did play in churches, but it wasn't a church oh. team. <laughs> Why are you grilling me? <laughs> Why you are play you grilling for, me? You play for the New Birth Warriors. What was a team called? The uh, Like the New Birth Spirits. Okay. <laughs> okay. I did not play for no damn New Birth Spirits. We did <laughs> used to go to New Birth, but. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Sydney. I'm off topic. You're right. <laughs> No, because no, because now I have to do it to you. Oh. <laughs> now I have to do it to you. Oh, I don't, I don't know what that means. This is homophobia. Wow, <laughs> you are being homophobic. Why? Because you didn't play real basketball. No, because your basketball. It wasn't just basketball. I was a young budding dyke. I needed to be in that <laughs> uniform, and you're making fun of me for my identity right now. If you have played <laughs> basketball. At Lathalinga High School, like actual <laughs> high school basketball, I would have given you your props, but you started off saying you play middle school basketball. Who cares what you did in the sixth and seventh grade? <laughs> so, You're giving me too much credit. It was just seventh grade. Sydney. Oh my god! <laughs> See, I tried. I tried to give you two years at least of organized basketball sport with you and your jersey. But you know what? Hashtag cancel Sydney. We can't tolerate homophobia in 2020, Sydney. Oh, um, <laughs> if I get canceled after Let me this? finish my sentence. Oh, okay. Please. Because 
what you want to do is tear me down for being no. an athlete. No, no, <laughs> not at all. I'm, I can't even get that out with a straight face. I was really bad and the team was really bad. It just wasn't worth it. It doesn't count at all. But hmm. I watch basketball. So <laughs> yeah. I understand the sport. And the play she was drawing up made perfect sense. Like open man down to the pocket zone. Like all this stuff makes sense. But mm-hmm. like it was a little, it's, it's a little movie magic because plays don't exist in a vacuum. Right. especially on a good team, a good high school team in the South. It's mm-hmm. not coaches. Aren't just like calling anybody can pick and roll and like <laughs> have right, somebody right. at the top of the key for the three. Like uh-huh. it's, you have a whole coaching philosophy and like you have to plays mm. are really less about the better the team, the less it's the less it's about like a play being a specific really recipe and more country. about. Uh, yeah. And it's a style of play. It's a framework mm. more than a formula. Gotcha. I see you looking at me learning something new. Yeah. So like it's it's a little movie magic for her to come in, especially when we see the first game. He runs to the mm-hmm. office in the middle of the game, gets yeah. the playbook, and is calling plays that the but team has never practice. practiced. <laughs> <laughs> you can't do that. <laughs> see, even I knew that what that didn't make no sense. I said, how he gonna call these plays for just from just his mama? And he re- he threw the plays in the trash. He didn't even take a second look at them. The team don't know what he's talking about. Okay, so I got. Mm-hmm. See, I paid attention. I got that part. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, that's just a little movie magic, and I think it it worked in that first scene because when she's drawing that play, it was like, okay, go ahead, mamas. Right. Okay, look at you. So you're gonna be a problem. <laughs> wink, mm-hmm. wink. <laughs> I do want to talk about the scene where Jennifer Lawrence. Jennifer Lawrence. Who the? Why would she be in this movie? Ooh, girl, <laughs> Jennifer never. Lewis. Yeah, she would. That would never occur. Um, Jennifer Lewis, mm-hmm. when she first appears on the screen at Talisa's job, they work together at a nail salon. What'd you think yeah. of that? I loved it. So my note there, one, Jennifer Lewis is a gift that keeps on giving. Um, and her character's name is Alizé, which I loved. One, because rewatching the Parkers and Alizé, they need to give <laughs> Monique... I don't know if Monique had an Alizé like deal back then, but they owe her some money because I'm sure she kept that brand afloat. Anyway, but the scene with yes, she did, <laughs> she definitely did. But the yes. scene with Jennifer Lewis, like I think she's the nail salon owner. Have you seen Nora's hair salon? Another Jennifer Lewis film no. that's like um, uh, Tatiana Ali is in it, and what's my other girl's name? She was she was in one on one too. I can't think of her name, but it's. I, it's her and all these women and they have like these different issues and she's Nora and keeping the hair salon and these women going. It's very great. It's rated R. I was too young to watch it when I did, but we could mm. probably review that. But that just took me back to that. Is it like a that. raunchy steel magnolias? Kind of, actually. Yeah. A little bit. I like that. That's, that's a good, I like that. Yeah. Hmm. Thank that's kind of right on the nose. Because Steel Magnolia is one of my favorite movies. Yeah. Um, But it it took me to that. And I I think I said this too um, in the Juanita review. But I like, I don't know, I just miss seeing those type of scenes of just like these women who work together in like nail salons or beauty shops. Because it reminds me one of like my childhood and being nosy. And like the hair salon when I would get my hair done and listen to the older women chit chat about men or you know whatever was on tv that i couldn't watch like etc and jennifer lewis is literally black hollywood's mother she she just cradles all this Mm -hmm. talent 
an experience and it comes out on screen. So I loved it. And I was glad yeah. she was in it because it kept me watching, honestly. Yeah. yeah. Um, I do want to, because she's an authoress in this movie, mm-hmm. which is you cannot, you <laughs> cannot omit that. When, when reviewing a black indie that like stars a black woman, because this is this trope. I can't even call it a trope because trope cheapens it. It's really more of like a, it's just a, a nod. It's a, yeah. <laughs> I can't explain it. It's, it's, in, it's a cornerstone. It's a story uh-huh. element. It's like a building block of story to have yeah. one of the black women of a cast be an authoress. An authoress. Um, and her book is All Men Are Dogs, but you got to know what what kind of dog you got. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> I like that. It's gold. That's good. <laughs> and she spends the rest of the movie dropping lines like, uh, no, see, he was a Rottweiler. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, that's probably what Steve Harvey thought he was doing with Think Like a Man. Look, I got to give it to Mr. Steven because... I think he. I think that is what he did. But think like a man. Women bought that book. It was girls in my high school reading that book. Really? Girl, I didn't know it was a book yes. until I watched the movie. I had no idea he wrote a Mm-mm. book about it for real. I read a chapter of that book in the hallways. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sorry, Mister Harvey. Shout out to you. Mm. <laughs> mm. <laughs> Nevertheless, I do want to. So while. I know just now I said, why the fuck would Jennifer Lawrence be in a movie like this? But there is a stray white woman in this movie yeah. that I need to address. Mm-hmm. Because every time she popped up on screen, I wrote down, who is this white woman? I couldn't <laughs> What's tell you. she doing here? And it's supposed to be um, Coach, what's his last name? Evans? N- Nivens. Or Nivens? Okay. His first name is Nivens. Coach Banks. His name is Coach Banks. Ah, that's what it was. I really have to write down character names because this is ridiculous. I host a movie review podcast. Yeah. <laughs> and I never know the characters' names. This is absurd. I stay with my I was IMDB pulled up. You're right. I will take a page out of your book, Sydney. I'm so sorry. Mm-hmm. Coach Banks. It's, yeah. it's supposed to be Coach Banks's uh girlfriend of mm-hmm. apparently like six months on and off, but she's half his age and white. And like, yeah. I don't get it. It is so it's weird. Not, it's probably like a, a a double entendre, as they say, like a play on words. So playing for love, and he's also a play yeah. You see what I'm saying? So mm. they're trying to they're trying to get that across because he's dating this young woman who probably in like usual times would not date a high school basketball coach. But you know, which I do have some notes. But that on didn't that. stick for me. Robert Townsend does not look like a player. <laughs> Well, he was it's not that he's not cute. Clearly, I'm attracted to him. But, like, he seems like a really nice guy. Well, his character was not. His character was, like, this guy who will use and abuse women. Well, not abuse. Use women and will do whatever it takes for his basketball team to win. Cheating, you know, their grades and making sure they all get C's or whatever. And lying mm. to get a star player on his team from another high school. He he wasn't a great guy, honestly. You know what? You're right. The bullet points, yeah. His character, I guess, wasn't. He didn't have great character, Mm-mm. like, initially, because he was lying and cheating and, and just using women. Yeah. Now, who I'm going to blame for it is the production designer, because they, Robert Townsend was dressed like 
the most approachable like soccer dad the whole <laughs> movie nothing about him was dressed like like a 50 year old well robert Townsend is 60 something but a man that age who mm-hmm. is a low down want to flirt with 20 year old girls type of guy yeah, they dress a certain way, they, they <laughs> and they could have dressed him that way. Because in his role, like the high school basketball coach, he never wore a tracksuit. I I didn't understand. Yeah, wear the tracksuit. Wear the tracksuit. I noticed that toward the end. I was like, yeah. why is he? It's only ever like suits or jeans. Wear the tracksuits. <laughs> I I don't think I've ever seen like, and I'm thinking back to high school, like our basketball coaches, they probably wore jeans. No, they wore like wear suits on game days. I don't know jeans. Yeah, I'm that's like. It field day or something i don't know like they if i saw a coach in jeans it's weird because they always have on sweatsuits <laughs> mm-hmm. there was a coach in my high school a guy uh who was who is robert townsend's age and mm-hmm. like he always wore speaking of new birth he always wore the eddie long muscle shirts <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> with tracked pants and like old nigga sneakers but like the, the kind you know that, that, like that, that are really expensive yes Okay. <laughs> it was tight up on the chest, but it was more relaxed around the waist. Um, Eddie Long's shirts was tight all over. All around. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And he would wear a gold chain with the Eddie Long shirt. That That's how a man who is 60 and still getting bitches dresses. Mm, right. <laughs> he have no chain. A mess. None. <laughs> you got to have on chains. Right. Or some little studs in the ear. He didn't have none of that. Yeah, so... I'm looking at the production designer for why it didn't, I didn't buy Robert Townsend being a player in this movie. Yeah. I think they probably just that, and they tried too hard to play up like the character being a bad guy, but you know, he was, he had on a three piece suit all the time. He looked like he was a deacon. So it's like, yeah. Yeah. He he looked like a deacon. Yeah. (laughs) So, (laughs) so, I do want to, <laughs> other than the white women. So he ends up, let's fast forward just a, just a few scenes. Cause this mm-hmm. is after the first game day where he runs and gets the playbook that they right. never practice. One thing and I want to talk about that I thought was kind of odd with him being a high school basketball yeah. coach, his, I don't know what high school, bas- like the salary of a high school basketball coach, but his home was very nice and it looked like it was like a beachfront property somewhere in Miami, like this very modern and mm-hmm. chic house where he'd have enough space to install a basketball goal, like in his living room and then play yeah. on it. I, I don't, you know. He lived he, in like a 2000 square foot industrial loft. Yeah. Which <laughs> in I thought Miami. was weird personally. Cause as far as I know, I don't think basketball coaches are paid very well. Not like well, they probably should be paid more, but I don't think they're paid that well for those kind of living yeah. arrangements. So the thing is, I might could buy that from him because think about it. If he's in his sixties, so he's worked mm-hmm. forty years, and if you got six championships as a high school basketball coach, your salary's decent. I don't think his character was in their in their sixties. I feel like his character is supposed to be middle aged, like forty five, fifty year old man. 
Robert Townsend. This, this movie also came out in 2015. So he was younger when the movie came out. He was 60 out. in 2015. Oh, oh dang. Robert yes. was good. I didn't know he was 60 back then. Uh, that's what I'm saying. Oh. This is how you know I'm thirsty. It's because half like 15 minutes in, I Googled to see if he was married to see how, <laughs> what I could really say on the pod today. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. um, I, I'm just saying, um, oh my God. For any of our, for all of uh-huh. our listeners who I know are very loyal and um, faithful, diligent listeners who have heard me thirst after dozens of people. Mm-hmm. I just, every time I publicly thirst after a man, I just know people are confused. Because <laughs> in the past two months, me, uh-huh. I have <laughs> stated my attraction for Wendell Pierce. Yes, you have. Craig Robinson. Yes, you did. And now Robert Robert Townsend. I like what I like. Yeah, you did. Anyway, hello, Mr. Townsend. <laughs> what were you well, saying, Sydney? Um, we were talking about this high school basketball coach, and I don't do they do. I know they get bonuses, right, if your team wins a championship, but like, how much? really is the bonus. And I mean, he's living in a multi-million dollar home, condo or whatever, easily. He could have also bought it way while ago. That's why I'm saying. Like Miami has always been pricey, but like okay. housing is what is most the most expensive it's ever been in this country. I feel like when we have to make all of these different scenarios on how something could be possible, it just wasn't executed well. Damn. Or explained Sydney. well. <laughs> You're right. But I think that's a really like interesting phenomenon, like an interesting, let me not start using jargon. (laughs) It's an interesting thing Mm -hmm. how like society affects storytelling because now any character who owns a house in a movie, you have to explain it. Yeah. That wasn't true 30 years ago. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That wasn't true 30 years ago. 30 years ago, if there was a 50-year-old man who owned a house, no one would think, like, no matter where the house is, no one would think about it. Right. Like, you know? That's true. But like, now... It's part, like, I'm just trying... A good example is, like, Insecure. Like, Molly and Issa. Issa is still trying to figure out her career stuff, so the only way she can afford housing in L.A. is to be a super in a building. That way she can have, like, subsidized rent. Molly is a high-power mm-hmm. attorney, so she can afford this, like, high-rise condo. It makes sense in real life. I do think yeah. sometimes, you know, movies can be fantasy and there's writers can take it however they want. It's your project. But I do think there there should be some real life like thoughts mm-hmm. into something like I don't think the high school. Bas- I'm not going to say my high school, but I don't think my high school basketball coaches was living in no, um, <laughs> lo- no. lofts. Like well, this. your high school basketball coaches didn't win six championships, so. Okay, man, not in a row. Yeah, you're right. That is impressive. But he's not like fucking Coach K. Like, I don't... (laughs) Look, if imagine... I imagine that the basketball coaches at Tucker and Miller Grove were getting paid a decent salary. And after working a full... An almost full career, consistently winning games, he's in his 50s or 60s. He's had that much time to save. He probably bought that place way while ago. If he even if he was making what what would be modest in movie world like a modest sixty or seventy, mm-hmm. 
that's enough to afford what he's got. What I'm curious about is how this single working mother of four yeah. has a house in Miami on the water. On the water. Yeah. And, and she like is a nail tech and she yeah. doesn't seem that busy. She don't. <laughs> So how did she get that money? Is where it, that's where I that's what called out to me. Mm. I was like, wait a fucking minute. Right, maybe alimony. She do got a lot of kids. That's Child true. Support. They didn't even talk about the other baby daddy. They just talked about the the rapper one. Yeah, <laughs> Cootie Senior. Cootie. Yeah, actually, let's get to that because that's actually not too far away. So we mm-hmm. meet. We do meet the the other children, which. Oh God! I want to know what you think of that because I think the quantity and the hyper characterization of the children was mm-hmm. unnecessary. I agree. Uh, my note on the children, and I really because um, kid actors, you know, they're doing their thing. I didn't, I didn't have like the courage as a kid to go out and audition for like something to be put in a movie or TV show. That just wasn't who I was as a kid, right? So I got to give the kids that. But like at the same time, I kind of base like my scale or. And this is a high bar to reach, mind you. At China Ann McClain, she stole Daddy's Little Girls. She's like, that movie was hers. Sydney, you're doing too much. These children (laughs) cannot compete with that. (laughs) Her own sisters in that movie couldn't compete. (laughs) Sydney, they have the same blood. What chance do other children have? They're not even McLean's. China Ann was China Ann was probably the same age as the little girl was in this movie when she did Daddy's Little Girls, and six year old China <laughs> Ann McLean was the star of that movie, and carried a whole sitcom by herself too. <laughs> carried House of Pain, her and Levan, <laughs> the two of them. <laughs> Come on, like she outacted so Gabrielle Union and Idris Elba in their own movie. I, I don't I told you the bar is high. The bar for me is high of children actors. You gotta give me China and McLean today. It's too high. The people I don't can't know. Back reach in the that. Day, That's wasn't unattainable. Like Rudy Hextable, Keisha Knight, that was the bar. Okay. Or the little girl that played Fantasia. Oh, she was good in the Fantasia Barino story. Yeah. I just saw episode one on one she was on. She was singing it because she was a singing ass little girl. Mm-hmm. And I this is a deep cut. <laughs> Make it make it make sense. The Fantasia Barino story. <laughs> Life is not a movie. <laughs> Where Fantasia starred in her own biopic. What a legend. <laughs> like two years into her career. Yeah. Um, there's a little girl who plays her in the opening scenes where uh Kadeem Hardison's actually playing Fantasia's father. Mm. Um and the little girl, she just is a saying ass little girl. She was also on an episode of one on one, not one on one, half and half. Uh, okay. Shout out to Netflix. Yep. <laughs> I just saw that, and I looked her up, and she's still singing. She got a Grammy nomination. She's uh, oh, talented. What's her name? Um, shout out to her. Damn, I don't remember. <sighs> I'm gonna look it up myself. I'm don't so even worry sorry. about it. <laughs> don't even. Worry I'm about so it. sorry. <laughs> I'm gonna go through the Reno cast and get it my damn self because that's how it be <laughs> around here. I gotta do better. You know, so I'll concede to your point. China and McLean is too high of a bar to match. Okay, because she came out the gate mm-hmm. acting. She was a little girl yeah. who just had all the talent ever. You know, okay. But still, the kid's acting fell flat. It just, I... <laughs> I 
Yeah, that's true too. And I, I, I would blame the writing. I think it was too many of them. Um, mm-hmm. And they kind of had to be caricatures. Like the little boy shouldn't have um, been in the movie. I, it should have just been Justice and the little girl because the big sister didn't need to be there either. Yeah, I, they were just there to show that this lady had a lot of kids and stuff to deal with at home. Mm-hmm. It was, you yeah. know. Here's what. Now that we're uh, back out of the deep cut and talking about the kids again, here's what mm-hmm. I want to say. This is the most. I save this. I bury this deep in the episode every time when I don't like a movie that much. This is the most negative thing I have to say. Okay. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I won't linger too long, but I will get it off my chest. The kids, they were there to show that she just got a bunch of kids. Yeah. Whatever. Um, which was inconsequential because uh, the coach didn't even care about that. That's true. But the true function of the kids was to heighten the the real message of the movie, which was just respectability politics. The right. true function of the kids was to call the son wayward for being, uh, wanting to be a gangster and a pimp and uh-huh. to call the daughter a hoe and to have the other little girl, like try and embody Marseille Martin and yeah. failing because Damn. the writing didn't like yeah. <laughs> the writing and maybe her skill at that age, um, just didn't allow for it so that was their true like device that was their true function in the movie and i hated that because like the movie could have been it didn't need that i don't know that's a good point yeah when the whole point of the kids in the movie so we get like a little towards the end and robert and uh talisa well not robert coach and talisa they've formed this relationship and he's like integrating himself in the family right and it's i got some books for like cootie jr so we can stop reading all that rap nonsense and i'm gonna get little yep. girl these cute little fashion books so she can stop dressing all whole like and then for little mama we're gonna mm-hmm. give her some nice fun educational stuff so she can you know start acting right da, 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 da. i was like okay cool mm-hmm. but like that's that's not all parents do um so yeah <laughs> it's more than that exactly right. and you know what else I didn't understand about the kids? Mm-hmm. I also think it was a failure on the writing to have the kids be so disrespectful to the mama because it doesn't make sense. Yeah. I don't know no single mama with four kids whose kids don't respect her. I've never seen it. I've never seen it even once. One or two kids, maybe, if they're the same gender. Because if you got two little boys, <laughs> like they might run over you, depending yeah. on who the daddy is and like what dynamic y'all got in y'all house, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. y'all had in y'all house. But like four kids, especially with one of them being 18 years old and the youngest being like four, like Crazy. I've never seen that. And like, the little boy was cussing that's, and stuff. It's just that's not realistic. Some, yeah, no, that's like white people shit because like black kids don't, act like that in real life and i've never seen you know in other movies with single moms and they have like a bunch of kids and they're black the kids will be acting like that they all understand mom mm-hmm. is working hard to keep all of us like going and yeah. clothed and fed and we're going to try and do our part even if we sometimes kind of bounce out of line and throw a crazy party and ruin her very expensive dish that's like the only catch, yeah you know but it's never like but that's the oh, my bad oh no oh go ahead that's that's where the problem with the kids, which is the biggest problem, links to the next problem, which is the woman, Talisa, the character, mm-hmm. is just a shell. And it just the movie just contorts her to be whatever 
whatever functions best for Coach Banks and also whatever function best for like the the obviously male writer of the movie, you know, yeah. like that. That's why it doesn't make sense for her kids not to respect her, because in the start of the movie, she comes in He's being right. hard, play no games. Right. So who is which is it Uchiwali or one Mike? <laughs> <laughs> which is my favorite black proverb. Like, is she hard or is she a pushover? You know, right. and like we get to see her vision board and stuff like that. And geometrically, physically, half mm-hmm. of the vision board just says the word love over love. and over again. Yep. <laughs> and we have no clue what she wants out of life. <laughs> None. We just know she wants None. to fall deeply and madly in love. And obviously, Coach is going to be that man uh, once we get to the end. But we just got to figure out how he gets Apparently. there. Apparently. Yeah, but they, I guess, like they just had to contort her in that way. They had to make it seem like all she wanted was love, so that we would feel good about them being together. I have a diagnosis for this because I, I feel like this this started at yeah. I'm going to call this the being Mary Jane syndrome. So when being Mary Jane came out, I think, or at least people, you know, Hollywood, their minds got turning. They figured this is what middle aged black woman is doing. They are all writing these mm-hmm. sticky notes about love and these lovely Ilyana quotes, and this is what they want. Yep. So we're gonna put these up in here, and it's gonna make sense to the viewer. But it really mm-hmm. didn't make a lot. Like for Mary Jane, it made sense. She just was going through a lot. She couldn't get her life together. That's how she coped her notes. Mm-hmm. But for this woman, what is she, like? We get it. You have four kids. You are nail tech, and you're trying to get your son to the pros. But like, who? are you we knew who mary yeah. jane paul is but i don't know who talisa is so no clue who she is mm. and that was a big problem for me because like i said i love a simple cheesy rom-com right mm-hmm. and it's not a lot you can do wrong in that but yeah. one thing you can absolutely do wrong and it's most frequently done wrong for me mm-hmm. is is just stripping the woman down to just be some love crazy, uh, just walking embodiment of a heart. Yeah. <laughs> no other human functions, no other desires out of life. Not, like that's mm-hmm. the worst thing you can do in a rom-com for me. Cause that makes it, I'm not, I'm not connected anymore because yeah. I'm not someone who wants to just get married. I don't right. care about that. I am someone who loves like genuine connection with people. So it always warms mm-hmm. my heart. It makes me feel good when people, when two like folks just connect in their chest together. Mm-hmm. But like mm-hmm. somebody who just want to get married, is like that don't connect with me. Just cause just look, I, I am 45 years old. I got all these kids and I need a daddy. So it's going to be mm-hmm. you coach. That's what it was. <laughs> sure. Yeah. I don't fuck with that. Well, I let's. You want to jump to the last scene? <laughs> yeah, actually. Well, there. Um, one other thing I wanted to do? make later on in the movie, we find out that Justice has a baby mama himself, and he's ashamed of her. Yeah. Um, and the coach helps him cope with that, and he brings up his own daughter that he has never brought into the light. I don't know why they didn't use that as a moment to show us with this daughter. I think it could have been nice. Um, yeah. <laughs> at that point, the movie's already an hour he didn't in. Anyway. Tell Talisa he had a daughter. Yeah. <laughs> He did not, as far as we know. (laughs) And that was just a, thanks for bringing that up, because that was a real slide under the door scene right there. (laughs) Yeah, he just goes, you know what, Justice? I was a 17-year-old kid, too, ashamed. Okay, but now you're like 40-something, so where's your grown-ass daughter? 
Where the baby at? <laughs> oh my god, is the grandma with the baby? Oh my god, the grandma's the baby. Grandma's the baby. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Well, I wanted to talk just the before the big jester, the grand jester, whatever. Mm-hmm. There's the final game day, which we don't realize is the championship because we're not really tracking that as a subplot through the movie. Because there's no um, playoff and it's, game. There's just like yeah. the first game, there's a few in between, and then we're at the championship. Yeah. Yeah. I really needed some sub because that could have kept the movie like walking forward because it by the time we got 30 minutes in, it felt like it was just standing in place. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and we looked up, we were in a different place at the end. It was strange. But yeah. it would have kept it walking forward because that gives us some tension. Maybe the principal is leaning on him or like pressuring him to win. Maybe, mm-hmm. like, you know. You need some more school um, funds because you got to keep bringing the champions in, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Or maybe the kids, like a Coach Carter narrative, maybe because they tried to sneak that in there of him mm-hmm. saying, y'all got to raise your GPAs up. But then we, yeah. we never even see justice in school or like, we don't well, know. Like, we. Yeah. There's the one scene where Justice brings the guys home. He's like, hey, mom, you know, me and the guys are going to study. Coach said we got to make our own grades. And he, she goes, oh, all right, son, I'll get my laptop for you guys. But we never see them study. It ends up in a fight scene with Coach and uh, Talisa's baby daddy, Cuddy Sr. And we just kind of move on from that. So they check yeah, the box. Also, real quick. They didn't go far enough. <laughs> Real quick about that scene. I hate to be a hashtag. I hate to join the podcast industrial complex right now and do the like the Twitter podcast nigga thing. But ladies, what would you do? <laughs> <laughs> ladies, what would you do if your man fought your baby daddy and your baby daddy knocked that nigga out? <laughs> what you gonna do? What is there to do? Like, first of all, I'm embarrassed because this is the new man I have gotten to my life. <laughs> in front of your kids. In front of my kids. <laughs> and he's laying on the ground with a bloody nose after my baby daddy done knocked him down. What laid out. Do what what do I do? I mean, we have to break up. I think we have to break up. We can't <laughs> And I really hate to be like that, because like you guys aren't jesting for my heart, but like Clearly the best man won here. And yeah. <laughs> no offense. No, because the kids are never going to get over this. Yeah, there's going to be no, my daddy docked you out, clown. There's going to be a whole lot of that. And who wants to deal with that? We we can't be together anymore. Yeah. It's over. That's a deal breaker. Yeah. Huh, okay. Thank, I'm going to jump out of it. I'm going to get back to myself. I'm sorry. I had to mm-hmm. do it. Uh, <laughs> so at the end of the day, um, Coach Banks pulls up on the boat and like wows her and um um proposes and that's how heterosexuality works yeah credits roll i think did we mention that the whole conflict of this movie was that he was approached by like this college team and he had to get justice to sign like a commitment form to the school for them for him to then become the head coach and he started dating talisa to get over on them did we mention that we did that was the call. Um, nope. Well, no. that's. I didn't even mention that in the 60 seconds. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's the premise, y'all. And then at the end, he, you know, declines the offer from this college team. And of course, Talisa and the gang find out, but they get over it because he has a grand gesture and she agrees to marry him. Yeah. yeah. Mm. That's the problem. They, they should have just made a different movie. Yeah. They should have just did. 
Yeah, because I think Robert and Sally had decent chemistry. I'd like to see them in some kind of like multi-generational family sitcom. I think that could be cool. But I don't think I want to see them in this kind of a thing together. I was thinking they should have just not made a rom-com. They should have just made a drama about the NCAA thing. And Mm -hmm. had, because I think their romance was good enough for a subplot, but not good enough for the the, the main plot. The main plot, yeah. (laughs) That's yeah. a good point. That would have been good. I yeah. think peace. Yeah. I think it would have went further with that. It's a lot to explore mm-hmm. things. Yeah, yeah. Well. Okay, Sydney, here's a question for you. Let's get it. Dramatic pause. Oh, here. <laughs> oh I didn't hear you. My, let me just say it again. All right, Sydney. Here's a question for you. Mm-hmm. Who came to act? This week's um, Who Came to Act Award, I think we've kind of uh, foreshadowed this a bit already. Uh, But this person, like we've both shared before, they steal every scene they're in. um, And really, it's truly the gift that keeps on giving. Uh, So I like to award Miss Jennifer Lewis with the Who Came to Act Award this week. Very safe option. That's always evergreen. She could have had zero lines and I would have approved that. Mm-hmm. I will offer a runner up today, which Please. is a turn of events because yeah. I don't like this movie. <laughs> <laughs> Please. Um, I think that I'm, I'm going to offer runner up for Little Mama. Um, the, what was her name? Sally Richardson. <laughs> No, that's <laughs> no. That was just Mama, the the little the littlest girl in the, the dog. Oh, okay. Um, Sydney, what was I'm, your name? <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to find it. She's not on the main cast list. Can we just call it Little Mama? Hang on. Yeah, uh, this is for you, Little Mama. <laughs> um, I'm 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 offering her as a runner up this week, not because she. Gave us a China and McLean. Nothing like that. Nothing like that. Mm-hmm. But because I see you. And they gave her a good, like a, a, a large role. And mm-hmm. the writing I, her wasn't name perfect was for her. it. Was Noelle, a- right? The little girl? Yes. Okay, her, her real her name, name is Jasmine uh, Masclanova Brown. Mm-hmm. Little Jazzy, you did good. Um, and I can't wait to see you in more things. If it's one thing we do here is uplift uh, uh, the black girls working hard all over the planet. And that's you. You're right. Keep we'll at it. That. All right. That's all I got for it. Um, playing for love. <laughs> <laughs> play on, player. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm going to roll the outro now. <laughs> Thanks for listening. If you're tuning in on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast, if you're seeing five stars right now, just click all of them for us. Feel free to join in on the conversation. You can find us on Twitter at TNCCPod. And check us out on Instagram at New Chitlin Circuit. And that's spelled C-H-I-T-L-I-N.